Welcome to the City Hills Church Podcast. We exist so that people far from God will find hope and life in Christ. My name is Brandon, and I serve as the lead pastor here at City Hills. The message you're about to hear is part one of a new message series called Jesus Is. To the dead man, Jesus was life. To the prostitute, he was a second chance. To the searching, he was a long-awaited answer. Who is Jesus to you? Now, let's go to this week's message entitled, Jesus is the Lamb. I thought that my salvation hinged on me constantly covering all of my bases. But then everything began to change whenever I began to realize what the grace of God's really like and understand this, that my salvation has nothing to do with me covering all the bases and has everything to do with the fact that he's covered all the bases on the cross. And then I come to him and I trust him and say, God, I'm still following after you, but God, I trust in what you've done. In other words, my righteousness is not something that I achieve by being righteous. My righteousness is something that I receive because of how righteous he is. Because he is that payment. So here's some truths about the lamb. The first one is that the lamb was provided. The lamb was provided. This is very important. You have to understand that you cannot and I cannot provide our, we cannot provide our own salvation. Genesis 22, we begin to see the conversation between Isaac and his father Abraham. When Abraham was called to go and to sacrifice his son. In Genesis chapter 22 verse 7 says, Then Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? In other words, there's, where's this lamb at? We're, there's got to be a lamb for the sacrifice, for the burnt offering. And Abraham answered, My son, watch this, God will provide. I love that. I don't know what you're going through today. I want to let you know those three words are your answer today. God will provide. Are you dealing with a circumstance that you don't know what to do with? God will provide. God will provide. And that's exactly what Abraham said God was going to do. God's going to provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they both went together. He said, God will provide. But actually, the lamb was not provided that day. There was actually a ram that was so, um, it was overgrown to the point where that its horns were caught in the thicket. And Abraham went to go sacrifice his son, but God provided and he did not sacrifice his son. He sacrificed the ram. But 2,000 years later, John chapter 1 verse 29 says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming up to him. And watch this. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Watch this. In Abraham, the the, the ram was provided and his son would stay. But on the cross of Calvary, on on, on what we will celebrate this Good Friday. And we call it good. It wasn't good for Jesus, but it was really good for us. because, Because of that sacrifice. Because God gave his only son. And he took on him the wrath of God that we deserved. And the cross became the the tipping point. It became the moment in time where all of the sins of of humanity went on 
on the cross of Jesus Christ, went on Jesus Christ, and he made the decision to say, God, I'm going to trust you. Father, be it unto me according to your whatever you want. And our sins were taken care of on the cross. You realize we always say we because it's myself included and all of humanity. We have incredible propensity to try to cover our own sins. From the very first one in the Garden of Eden. The very first one in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve made a mistake, went against God and sinned. The first thing that they did is they try to cover up themselves. That's what we try to do. We try to try to cover up ourselves. We try to be our own sacrifice. We try to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. And what it does, it disconnects us from God and it dis- dis- disconnects us from people because we're hiding. So the lamb, first of all, the lamb was provided. That, that Jesus was provided for us. That Easter reminds us that we cannot save ourselves. That our righteousness is filthy rags, the Bible says. In other words, it's, it's ugly, it's, it's grotesque. In comparison to the grace and how the riches of Christ and how incredible God is. Secondly, the lamb was pure. The lamb was pure. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. And you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Notice it says very clearly that the lamb that was to be sacrificed... For sin had to be without blemish. The word in Hebrew, I looked up that just little phrase, without blemish. What was God saying? Was it saying that it was kind of close to perfect or you know, a little bit? Was it, was, it, was it kind of on the edge of being great or not great? What was it? And simply this, it means a 100% pure. So what God required is 100% pure. The lamb that God provided... That took away your debt. Did I remind you? You're debt free. <laughs> I remind you, you're debt free. I'm debt free because of Jesus Christ, because the Lamb was provided, and because the Lamb was pure. First Peter chapter 1, verse 19. It's in your notes. It says, But the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, watch this, without blemish and without spot. I want you to know that Jesus was the perfect lamb. He was the one without blemish and without spot. I want you to take notice of those two words, without blemish and without spot. Because of that lamb being perfect, because of Jesus being perfect. Watch what Ephesians chapter 5, it just kind of came alive to me whenever I was looking at this. It says that it's speaking about us, that he might present it to himself. This is talking about the church, a glorious church, not having a spot or a wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And I looked it up in the same word that Jesus describes the purity that the church is to be is the same purity that he was and that the lamb was. And I, I believe that, that, that many times even I have done a disservice to this passage because when I look at it, I've looked at it in the past and I've said, well, you know what? God's coming after a perfect church and God's coming after a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So be holy. So you better get ready. You better be right. You better make your, get rid of that in your life. You be, you know, and I may, it makes it a, something just to clean yourself up. 
But whenever I got looking at what this is, and absolutely nothing wrong with, with pursuing after God and wanting to live a righteous life, but understand this, that our righteousness is not from ourselves, but our righteousness, the reason we can be without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish is because he was without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. And the righteousness of Jesus is given to us. I love it. It's an incredible, incredible thing. It's not about cleaning up, dressing up. It's not about being holy, but it's about not something we achieve, but it's something that we receive. I believe in living righteously, but just living righteously does not make you righteous. It's, it's, it's Christ. It's what He has done. It's trusting in Him. It's what changes everything. So the Lamb was provided for us. We're debt free. It's all gone. Because the lamb was provided. Because the lamb was pure. And number three, because the lamb was powerful. I was so encouraged by this as I was looking this week. The power of the blood of the lamb. You don't hear much preaching about the blood of the lamb today. But I still think there's power in the blood of the lamb. I think it's not just something we talk about on Easter, but I think it, it's where the strength comes from. I, I was doing a little research this week, and I found it so interesting that, that in natural lamb's blood, there's something different. I, I was thinking this week, God, why did you choose a lamb? A lamb wasn't the only sacrifice that there was in the scripture. There were bulls and goats and there were turtle doves and there was all kinds. Why isn't he the, why isn't he the, the turtle dove of God? Or why isn't he the ox of, you know, why isn't he the, you know, the, 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 the goat of God? I don't know. You know, he, there's other things he could have been called because there's other sacrifices. Why did he choose to be the lamb of God? And then I got studying about the uniqueness of a lamb. And not only we think naturally of its humility and all the things that a lamb is and, 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 and how humble humble a lamb is, but there's some other things about a lamb that you may have not thought about before. That the original antidote for a snake venom is lamb's blood. I, I got a picture I wanted to show you the, of, 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 this, of this nice little snake here. How many is afraid of snakes? How many would be honest here at church today? For my, both hands and both feet are up for me. Okay. But, but I want you to know that this snake could put as much venom in that cute little cuddly lamb right there as it wanted to. till all of its venom went dry. But there's something in the blood of, the, of a lamb that takes the poison out of the venom and turns it into a protein that actually heals, he, heals the venom and takes away the venom. So Doctors begin to discover this, and the way that they got an antidote for the venom of venomous snakes, and still to this day, the way that they get that is they would inject that into the blood of the lamb, and then the protein that was produced from the poison would then be put as an antidote against the venom of the snake. That'll preach all by itself, somebody. Because you know what? There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus to take away the venom of the snake that tries to hurt us and hinder us. There's nothing that can stop the blood of the lamb that's why revelation chapter 7 verse 14 says these are they the bible's describing this incredible moment in heaven where there's all these elders that are casting down their crowns at the feet of jesus and it's just incredible men of god and women of god that are just casting down their crowns at the feet of jesus and the bible says in the in in, in jesus asks who are these people and john says 
you know who the people are, and they have this little dialogue, and then here's how Jesus describes. He said, these are they that have come out of great tribulation. (laughs) Maybe you're going through some great tribulation today. Take heart. Those who came out of great tribulation are the ones that were closest to the throne of Jesus. The Bible says they had washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I love that. It was the blood of the lamb that took that stained robe that was dirty with tribulation. And when you put that stained robe in the red blood, it came out white as snow. That's the power of the blood of the lamb. It doesn't matter how many mistakes that you've made in your life. You put that, you put that marred life full of tribulation into that blood of the lamb. And what I mean by that is symbolically, whenever you put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you come to him today, when you say, Jesus, I need you. God, I want to to receive the benefit of that sacrifice that you gave me, that you you did for me on the cross. He says those those sins, that that they were like scarlet, they've been made whiter than snow. Heard a story about a a doctor, um, this was over 100 years ago, that was practicing... Uh, medicine in India. He was trying to help with leper colonies. And in these colonies, measles were rampant and he had a baby girl that was born and he was afraid that she would get measles. So he asked, has anyone, he, he goes to the village and he said, has anybody ever had measles? Anybody ever had measles? One man raised his hand, I, I've had measles. And uh, he said, could, could you do me a favor? I said, sure. And they respected this doctor. He said, I, I need some of your blood. So the doctor put the blood of the overcomer into this little girl and she built it up an immunity and never caught the disease. He went on to write about this and he calls it wise blood that she had in her. He said, because it's blood that remembers and never forgets. Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble, but I've overcome the world. So don't lose heart. We live in the victory that overcomes the world because the blood of the overcomer is in us. And it's blood that never forgets. It's blood that always remembers. If his blood was enough to heal a disease, if it's ever been able to heal, it's still able to heal. If his blood's ever been able to save, it's still able to save. So the lamb was provided. The lamb was pure. The lamb was powerful. I love what Isaiah 53 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The Bible says he was wounded on the outside for our outward healings. I believe God still can heal your body. I don't know if you came in here today with a sickness or a disease in your body or maybe you have a friend or a family member that needs a healing. I want to tell you before you leave this place, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with this church or the fact we're in a school. It has to do with the fact that the blood of the Lamb, that Jesus Christ is here and that He is the God that still heals and cures our diseases because of His blood and who He is. He says He was bruised for our iniquities. In other words, he was wounded on the outside for our outside ailments. So we can come to him boldly and ask for our healing. But he was also bruised on the inside for our inward iniquities. For the things that other people don't. Maybe you need a healing that nobody can see today. 
Jesus says the blood's good for that too. Because here's the fourth aspect of the lamb is that the lamb was perfect. Maybe earlier when I was talking about being pure, you thought, okay, I'm kind of pure. But I think I got you on this one because none of us are perfect. We all have struggles and pains. Leviticus 22, 21 says, whosoever offers a sacrifice of peace offering to the Lord to accomplish his vow or a free will offering of cattle or sheep, it shall be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no blemish in it. How many of us in this room are perfect? I have good news. That there was one and there is one that is without defect and perfect. The Bible says we don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but he was. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just like us, but he didn't sin. In other words, he was perfect. I love this. I love talking about this. Here's what I love so much about it. And for the sake of time, I want to go ahead and speed till, to finish today. Here's what I love about it. In the Old Testament, whenever people would come to bring their sacrifice to the priest, there was one thing that was, there, there was a difference between what was on their mind and what probably would have been on our mind. Here's what would have been on my mind. Man, I hope the priest doesn't ask me what, you know, what, 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 what I did whenever I was in middle school, you know. Hope the priest didn't ask, you know, what I did last week. And, man, I, if, I, if I told everything exactly right. And, 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 and I'd, be, I'd be examining myself the whole time going to take my sacrifice. And, man, I hope the priest doesn't see that in me. And I hope the priest and understand what I'm saying. I, I, sometimes we do that. We come to church. Man, I, I feel so bad. I feel so wrong. I, I've made some mistakes in the past. And man, I don't even have any business coming to church. I invite somebody else to Easter. Psh, I don't even need to be here because look at. I'm examining myself, but see, in the Old Testament, that would have never happened. Because here's the only thing that that man would have been doing whenever he was taking the sacrifice for his family to the priest. He would not be worried about examining himself. All he would be focused on is examining the lamb. He would be walking the whole way looking, oh, is he okay? Is the is the is the is there a spot? Is there a, is there a wrinkle? Is there a blemish anywhere? Because the thing that matters is not me. The thing that's going to be examined is not me. The thing that's going to be examined is the lamb. And if the lamb is pure, then I'm going to be pure. And if the lamb passes, then you know what? I'm going to pass. So instead of be focused, if you don't hear anything else today, understand this, that the man is not examined, the lamb is examined. And when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, when you get that lamb, what happens is it's not about you anymore. It's about examining the lamb. And it was a perfect, perfect, spotless lamb. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Oh, God, thank you for the cross we're not 
having a Good Friday service this week. And that's why I really felt to preach about this today. Because Easter, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I believe we're going to see many people come to Jesus Christ for the first time or the first time in a long time as we celebrate the resurrection. But I just wanted to take a moment today and say there's, there would never be a resurrection if there wasn't a lamb. And there can't be a resurrection in your life unless you, you go to Jesus Christ. And you don't go to him saying, God, look at all these things I could offer you because let's make a deal. No, God said, here's the deal. All your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, all your wrong choices, all your confusion, and I'll trade it for my righteousness. You just got to receive it and say, I, I want to follow you. And I think that's a decision all of us would be apt to make today before we leave this place. Father, I just want to pray. I thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. God, thank you for the Lamb of God. Lord, I wish I had better words to describe how beautiful it really is. That by faith, it's not about how good we can be, but it's how good you've been. God, it's not about us covering all the bases. It's the fact that the cross covers it all. And that now we live a life of holiness and righteousness, not because we're trying to have your approval, but because we already have it and we're living it out. God, I pray that you would help us to follow after you. Help us to say yes to that lamb again. In Jesus' name, we pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the message today. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Take a moment and email us your story at info at cityhills.com. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting cityhills.com and choosing the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you soon at City Hills Church.